Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. Today's episode, we're talking about employing your children. Yes, sir. All the uh, ins and outs of that whole... Not the uh, relational ins and outs, just right. the um, the accounting ins and outs. I should well, I should let's say the tax ins and outs. Right. Okay. And where I started this, you and I were talking before. I made a blog post about this. I don't know, three, four years ago, and it was like the most as viral as my blog post can go. It was the most viral. Yeah, let's and I wasn't that. convinced at first. Like <laughs> it didn't make sense to me that this. I guess my right. I have you know two daughters, and they're not young enough to work yet. I they're mean, not old enough know, to work. Yeah, not, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's um it's I think it falls under I think it kind of tickles this itch what I'm about to say like in this wor- in the tax world, especially people that work with CPAs that make a little money. They're always looking for like that little thing to say. What did we say the cocktail party? People talk at cocktail parties about this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. loopholes. Of course, people want loopholes. Yeah, but like, like my CPA does this, or did you? You know, we did yeah, that. Yeah. Like, kind of the clever under the, and I'm not gonna say under the table because we're gonna talk about legitimate ways to do it. Like, kind of the, I've got the scoop, I've got a guy sort of thing. Right, right. Like, and so this, and I get it all the time. This, Marcus, I need, you know, I need you to, I need, I'm looking for somebody aggressive, somebody creative, and what they, <laughs> what a lot of times people mean is. Well, I'm not going to say what they mean by that, but yeah. you get my point. But this falls under that scratches – this scratches that itch, the yeah. old let's get aggressive, let's get creative, while right. still being reasonable and something you can definitely do legitimately. Right. So let's talk about the basics, high-level view, and we'll get nuanced into the how it works, what entities to do it in, and all that kind of stuff. But let's just – for discussion purposes, let's just say – you, as a small business owner, you know, you, when all said and done, you pay tax. Termite company again. Termite company. Our, our, we, we our pest using, control business. Yeah, pest yeah. control business. Okay, but let's say this pest control business is really killing it, right? Yeah. And the owner is killing in the... bugs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the owner is in the 35% tax I'll bracket. I'll be here all, all, all episodes. He'll be here all week. Tip your waiters, folks. <laughs> um, so the owner's in the 35% income tax bracket when all is said and done, when all the income funnels down, because we talked about it, maybe it's a flow-through entity, pays tax at a 35% rate. Okay. And the owner's like, man, I gotta find some deductions, y'all. I gotta, I gotta really figure some stuff out. And one of the things we might mention is, well, how old are your kids? And and if you're doing the tax return, you say that question, but you already know the answer, right? So let's just say you've got kids who can do some work. So step number one, gotta be legitimate work, right? You have to have things for them to do. This isn't like the guy who plays quarterback at in college who gets paid you know, $50,000 to sweep the floor at the auto dealership from the big booster. (laughs) Like it's gotta be, it's gotta be legitimate work that you can substantiate. But here's the gist. If you pay them $10,000, you're in a 35% tax bracket. So let's start with the math. That $10,000 deduction saves you $3,500, right? Mm -hmm. Now that 10,000, so you get a deduction and it's ultimately taxable to your kid. Well, let's just say that's the only income they have. You don't have to file a tax return until your income reaches. In 2020, it was 12400 because that's the amount of the standard deduction, right? So right. your income would have to exceed the standard deduction before anything would be taxable. So you've created a situation where you've got a $3,500 tax savings to give the money to your kids where you're, all, you're probably already giving them money for all sorts of things, and it's not taxable to them. 
So you've created this arbitrage, so to speak, of making something that was previously personal, i.e. things you're paying out of pocket for your kids, and now made it a tax-deductible expense. That's the gist. Okay. And so when people say, I'm going to roll back again and say, people say, I need you to get creative, get aggressive. What they mean is find things that I'm already paying for personally and make them deductible. That's what people mean when they say sure. that. My job is to tell them, is really to bring them into the real world and say, well, let's do it right. Let's do it through legitimate means. Let's have a business use, all those things. Let's not remodel your house and call it office expense. I've heard right. that one before. But this is one of those things where you can legitimately take it from something you were already going to pay for your kids, i.e. that new basketball goal or that summer camp they want to go to, run it through your business in the form of paying them a legitimate wage for doing legitimate work, get a tax benefit, and they pay no tax on it. Gotcha. So that's the overarching theme. Okay. Make sense? Yeah, it does. So, like, I mean, is there, a, like, an age? There's not, like, but it's, it gets, it's a common sense approach. Yeah. Reasonable pay for reasonable work, right? So mm-hmm. I would say unless your kid's brilliant, you're yeah. not paying them at six years old to be a computer programmer. Right. They're like not, They're not making... You know, hundred grand. Right. <laughs> he's a savant. I swear. That's what I tell you. You, you should, should see him. He yeah. plays a piano blindfolded. <laughs> like, you just know. Like, right. I think when but you. To, I mean, to that end, I guess this always begs the question in my mind because, like, you know, I've never been audited. We keep everything on the up and up. Yep. Like, you've always managed that real well. But, um, th- how does it work? Like, how does that work if you were to do that? I mean, is there like, are there specific rules or is it just that vague even with the IRS? It's just, and, and yeah, it's just, just reasonable. It's just, it, it has to be ordinary. You know, you get back into these theoretical tax concepts, ordinary and necessary or two concepts in the tax world for, get, for getting deductions. Meaning, is it ordinary or customary in your industry to pay this kind of wage for this kind of job? Like mm-hmm. when you start asking the questions of, can I do this? Like you already know the answer. I tell my clients a lot. So when they start the, well, what if we did this? And they kind of got the wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you're asking me because you already know. You just want me to bless it, essentially. Yeah. And so I think you could maybe be a little aggressive, right? I think there's there's some gray area there. Of course, the yeah. point you're bringing up, there's no hard and fast rules on this. But at the same time, operate under the hogs get fat and pigs get slaughtered kind of mm-hmm. concept. But I say right. Pigs get fat yeah, and hogs get slaughtered. Say, yeah. yeah. But you get my point. Like, like, don't go crazy with this stuff. Yeah. Don't go paying your 12-year-old $85,000 to wash the cars, the company cars. Like, right. just make it reasonable and maybe pay them a little bit more. But just be thinking, like, this is a tax-savvy play. You weren't getting the deduction anyway. Yeah. Take it for what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you just approach it from that standpoint of reasonableness, I'm not trying to get over on somebody, but I'm, I got a legitimate aggressive not aggressive but a legitimate creative tax move yeah then take it now like do you recommend because I, I, I imagine there's a spectrum right like there is everything from like hey you know i'm imagining my daughters right they they already love to help out you know yep. especially with like val's business they congratulations like, you know, by the way yeah <laughs> yeah so mine don't yeah well i'm mean, there like i said they're young so yeah. it's still it's still exciting yeah, yeah exactly like we haven't gotten the eye rolls of like eh, you know whatever but um at this point like it'd be too young i mean they yeah. just but there's a spectrum of like okay i can see them just like couple weeks out of the year helping out with shipping for sure versus like maybe when they're older like legitimately managing something absolutely 
what where in that spectrum do you recommend like even a even filing it this way can it be done retroactively or is this something like that no they've got to be on payroll or can you just say no at the end of the year oh well i I, i'm just gonna say that i paid johnny 10 grand you could do that but here's what i would say you need to run it through payroll because that's where they get the they get they being your child gets the most benefit in the sense that if you pay them where the kind of like where we started the conversation, if you pay them up to twelve thousand four hundred as a W two wage earner, so to your point through payroll, they would not even have to file a tax return, okay? But if you paid them like a contractor, which is the whole let me retroactively just kind of say maybe ten grand I took out of the business, I'm going to kind of paper it up and say no, that really was a payment to my child. Now they've got to file a tax return, and even though they won't owe income tax, they might owe self employment tax because it was a 1099 contractor kind of situation. So the best place to always do this is through payroll. Mm -hmm. And then what we hadn't talked about is there's certain types of entities where if you run it through payroll, you as the business owner get even more savings because you don't owe the payroll tax. Yeah. Before we move on to that, though, payroll, like, you can still do that. I guess I'm just thinking there are going to be some, like, I'm trying to think, I don't know that, like, I love the summer camp scenario. Yeah. Like, I could see one of my girls being like, no, I want to go to this, you know, camp. And it's, let's say it's like $5,000. Right. And we just said, okay, well, to, you know, to do that, you need to be working on the weekends, a couple hours on a Saturday, whatever, for yep. the next, whatever we decide. But, like, that's just kind of like our in-home yeah. negotiation, you right. know. But I'm not going to literally, like, set up a bank account right. and give her you know, five grand in yeah. a bank account to yeah. for her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and how does it like work re- in real life? So in real life, I think what you could do is you could, you could paper it up on the back end. Okay. So you could, you could say, I paid them 2,500. Let's go in and create a salary. That is that plus the payroll to like, let's back into what a gross salary would be. Okay. Let's make it net to zero through either. You, know, you can manipulate it in your payroll the way it's a zero paycheck. Mm-hmm. but the taxes are handled properly and it's reported properly and then you're done. So yeah. yeah, there's a way to do it that where you kind of just retroactively back into it and paper it up, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. All right. But still run it through payroll to your point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cause I get it. It's practical. You're not going to be like, well, did you turn in your hours this week? Yeah. Susie, like well, we got to well, get you yeah, paid. And I'm just thinking too, like, I don't know. At some point you'd hope your kid can manage a bank account. Correct. That's, that's not a part of this process. But not, correct. But, you know. but not at eight, nine, 10 years old. Right. Yeah. No, it's a good point. I think what you do is you set it to where you, you do the accounting such that you make it a net zero paycheck. So nothing really to do. Mm-hmm. And then, but it still gets reported in payroll and issued a W2 yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. And that yeah. was really my question is yeah. like, all of that can be done at the time of filing, if you just talk to your account, like if I would just say, hey, Correct. look, here's how we're going to kind of do this. Yeah, we would do it. Yeah, we'd want to know more so before you're planning to file your tax return because it's a payroll thing. So with payroll comes deadlines about when you have to pay in payroll taxes. and mm-hmm. certain. But So you want to do it timely, but you could aggregate all of it and then say that's going to be in this one period okay. maybe. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so what kind of entities... All right, so the two... Which ones don't. Yeah, so what I described at the beginning was income tax, right? I was saying, you know, if you paid somebody $10,000, you are in a 35% bracket, saves you $3,500. We're talking income tax. So that doesn't change amongst the entities. It's still a tax deduction to you, taxable to them, 
Okay. What changes if you if you do this in a partnership or an, or a sole proprietorship that are owned exclusively by the by the parents? So that's the key, um, which a sole proprietor would have to be because it's a single person. Right. But a partnership would have to be a husband wife. Gotcha. What about two partners that have two separate kids? No, like won't work. Like, okay. Yeah, has to be hundred percent owned by the parents. Okay. What happens is you don't pay any payroll tax. So, you know, if you're listening to this and everybody here has worked for somebody, I'm sure it's gotten a W-2 where they withhold Social Security and Medicare and then the, the they being the employer because they have to pay that to the government and the employer matches it. Um, and it's to the tune of about 15 percent, around seven and a half employee, seven and a half employer. If you do it in a if you do it in a sole proprietorship or a partnership owned by the parents, those taxes, you're exempt from those taxes, I think, till they reach 18. Gotcha. So, like, you own a family restaurant and you have your, you know. Yeah. You pay them through W-2, but you don't have to withhold Social Security or match it. It's really cool. Yeah. So, it's because as I'm, you know, as I'm saying this earlier, I mean, the 35% somewhat gets mitigated by the payroll tax. But in this example, it doesn't. Yeah. So, it's a nice little tool to be like, I'll pay you. I don't pay any payroll tax. Like, I don't incur any additional taxes to pay this to you. Right. Um, It's it's a neat deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how I can get more kids. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to adopt, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We'll have to fast track this. Yeah. Um, So I think there's, you know, one of the things we hadn't talked about, we're, we're, we're kind of focusing in on the parent side, but one of the, I would say unintended intended consequences of this is, so if you, if you pay your children and let's just say you didn't want them to touch the money, which is what most people I think are going to do. Then, you could then divert that money to a Roth IRA because the, 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 the rule for contributing to a Roth IRA is that you have to have earned income. Well, a W-2 wage is earned income. So think about it. Everybody here, I think, has seen these calculations of oh, compound yeah. interest. No, and, the, and everybody's like, oh, the eighth wonder of the world is really compound interest, especially when you start early. Think about your kid at 12 years old putting six, seven, eight, you know, you can't put more. I think six grand's the limit in 2021, putting that in a Roth IRA. So you paid them six grand and you're like, look, you're not touching it. I put it in your Roth IRA. Imagine doing that six grand from 12 to 18. That's almost worth it more than the summer camp deal in my mind. Cause I'm thinking you're one already. You naturally, you're thinking of like tax deductible savings for your kids. Like, Outside of college, there really isn't one, right, right? Right. So, I mean, that could be a way. And not even tax. Yeah. This, so you in, you, in essence, your point's right. You, in essence, make your business paying them a tax-deductible contribution to their retirement. Yeah. No, that's, so it's a neat tool. That's way better. I know. Because I was thinking. I, we always do this where I'll say something. You're like, why didn't you lead with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me make sure I understand it right. Like, let's say, for example, I mean, and maybe you don't max it out, right, to six grand. Yeah, but let's do five. You're, but you're saying the the idea is that as long as it's a wage, if they get a wage, yep. you can ha- start an IRA. So think about this way. The way. A wage is what opens the door to being able to contribute to either a Roth or a traditional IRA. Okay. The, the, what's the kind of the gatekeeper is earned income. Okay. Because they were meant for people who, who, who work, we want you to be able to contribute to a retirement plan. Yeah. So... Your kid now works. Now, is there a, like you mentioned, there's a max on what you can contribute to an IRA. That's right. But is there, is that, is there any kind of ratio that like you have, like 
if you only make three grand in a year, because you're 12. Right. You can't contribute more than you make. It's limited to your earned income. So So is that the tip? You can't, you like, you can't contribute more than you earn, but you could eat, you could do the same amount. That's right. It's limited to the amount of earned income you have. Oh, I didn't so earned, so the, the so having earned income is the first domino. Okay. Okay. So I've have let earned me just income. make sure I'm, I'm spinning back to you. I pay yep. I pay my daughter six grand over the course of a year. Right. Three grand, we say, you know, whatever. That's I mean, hers. She goes to summer camp. Hers, Correct. Whatever. The other three grand. Roth IRA. Roth IRA. All day long. And she's like, based on a spreadsheet, I saw like a millionaire. And she wakes up at 20 and she's got 50 grand in a Roth IRA. And she's like, thanks, dad. Yeah. And I would say, all right, this is your blood all in a wedding or whatever. Whatever. You know, know, I mean. (laughs) Take the penalties, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a great tool, (laughs) man. God, that just, that just ruined it for me. But it's not. But Roth IRA, not to get too much into that, but Roth IRAs are like a glorified savings account because you can always tap the contributions. Because you just have to ta- pay the taxes on. On no, not on contributions, on the earnings. So let's let's we let's work that example forward. Let's just okay. say, for five years she put in fifteen grand, three grand a year, and twenty years later she's like, man, I really I could use fifteen grand. Mm-hmm. Roth Roth, what they call ordering rules, say that the, the the a distribution from a Roth is deemed to first come from the contributions. So let's just say that account grew to forty five thousand. And you went to take you went to take fifteen. The tax law says the fifteen first comes from the contributions, which come out tax free. Okay. Because you got when you put money in a Roth, you didn't get a deduction, so you shouldn't have to pay tax when you pull it out. It's just the earnings component. Okay. And the ordering rules say that the first of that forty five thousand, the first fifteen off the top are contributions, before you dip one dollar into the earnings. Yeah. At which point those become taxable. Okay. If you if you're doing it before you're fifty nine and a half, because they're below the twelve thousand dollar, do they pay taxes? Do you pay taxes on the uh, the IRA contribution? No. Okay. Well, they wouldn't pay tax on their salary, which is the what allowed yeah, them to make an IRA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you Whereas kept their, like we would. Yeah, if you kept their salary enough that it was below the standard deduction, what I, I led yeah. with that. So if you if you paid them ten grand, the standard deduction is twelve four. They don't right. even have to file a tax return. Which also is a kind of a little note here: don't withhold any federal and state income tax, because then you'd have to file a return to get it back. So don't do that. Okay. Pay your kids. Don't withhold any federal and state income tax. Override the payroll in gusto, or you know whatever you yeah, use for your yeah. payroll. Don't withhold anything because then if you to get the money back, you got to file a tax return, which is the whole point of paying them less than the standard deduction. Yeah. And then you could not have to file a tax return. Put it in a Roth IRA. It's lots of stuff. Can they have their own HSA? Ooh, no, because they don't. Have, <laughs> no, they don't have high deductible health insurance. Just imagine like my daughter being she's twelve, like, paying her own medical bills, and like, like she's, she's like, loaded. Yeah. Do you like, hear what so and so has? She's got an HSA <laughs> and an yeah, IRA. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Amazing. I mean, it's almost making me want want to talk about an episode. Have we done one on? We think we did one on like educational planning, but it was yeah. mixed in with retirement. I yeah, wonder if like, we, we kind of just hit bullet points. Of I wonder if things. we ought to go deeper. Um, cause now all the questions are coming out, like go deeper on this kind of retirement yeah, stuff. Sure. But no, I think we unlock some, basically, I think you said it well, like people are always kind of looking for some kind of unique angle. Right. And this one's get sounds, creative. Yeah, That's exactly. The term. Right. And we yeah. have to just, you know, it's say, well, look, man, we do everything we can. We'll, we'll use the tax law to your full benefit, but yeah, there's just, you can't remodel your home and call it office expense. <laughs> right. Yeah.
Yeah. But you can put your kids to work and That's right. get the benefits. Yeah, it's really and it's you really decide one decide whether the benefits outweigh the cost of whatever right. that looks like for your kids to work for your company. Right. And I will say this. I mean, I, I always kind of bring it back to this point, but it, it is true. You're not getting that with your year-end tax return. Like, if you pay somebody $300 to do your tax return, like, don't expect, you know, what is it, champagne on a beer budget? Like, <laughs> like I get that all the time. Like, my, my CPA doesn't give me ideas. He doesn't call me. It was like, yeah. well, you're not paying for the ideas. You're not paying. You have to get in a situation where people know that ideas are part of the conversation. So if you want these tax planning tips and you want the kind of relationship where somebody's looking out for you, you got to work with them throughout the year. Which, yeah. mean, which means hopefully, from the CPA perspective, you're paying a little bit more, but they're saving you more. They're, you know, the goal of, us, of, of our profession is to pay for ourselves. So hopefully we're doing enough to where you, it pays for itself. But yeah. you're not going to get that with your $400 after-the-fact tax return. That's just how it is. All right. <laughs> Preach. Uh, yeah. I thought you were about to start naming names. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we'll end it there. Yeah. Ultimately, if you've got kids and can put them to work, it's worth, you know, it's yeah, worth, it's doing. worth the conversation. Ask your CPA yeah. about it. They'll know about it. Really yeah. common, uh, somewhat overlooked just because it's sometimes not huge, but just for what you said, just for the put the money in the Roth IRA might be worth yeah. it. I mean, if you're trying to do that anyway, right, it's just yeah. another because, uh, I mean, that's what excited me was just yeah. like there's not many tools for that kind of. But you're about to start. Oh, yeah. You're about to start taking advantage of them. I know. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm just imagining, again, scenarios of them having you know, to teach them how to use money first. That's right. Yeah. I'm thinking of this. I'm thinking of uh, what's her name from Clueless, like driving up in the Corvette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't remember yeah. that. Anyway. All righty. Well, we'll end it there with Clueless reference. <laughs> right. uh, uh, failed Clueless reference. <laughs> So, all right. Well, you can always check out more episodes at Mir.group and certainly reach out to the Mir group there and Marcus directly. So, we'll see you next time. Yep.